Thompson Systems Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Champlin, Managing Editor of Pumps and Systems Magazine, and you can visit us on the web at pumpsandsystems.com. Today, we will talk about the basics of compression packing, and joining me will be Don Olson of John Crane. To hear all episodes of the podcast, please search and subscribe Pumps and Systems on any podcast platform such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more, or just go to pumpsandsystems.com slash podcast, and you'll get caught up in all of our episodes. We're at more than 50 right now. So uh, John Crane is the presenting sponsor of the podcast. You will hear more about John Crane and what they have to offer a few minutes into the podcast. So now let's welcome our guest. Don, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Drew. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk about compression packing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're happy to have you here. Before we get into compression packing, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So um, I've been working as a product manager for perhaps the last 20 years, and my current role is global product manager for our compression packing and PTFE products. I joined John Crane back in 2019. And uh, Prior to that, I worked for a few different companies related to the industry. So I uh, worked on pumps, uh, flow meters, gas detection, and the like. And I uh, really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to come and join you today and talk about the current products I'm supporting, which is compression packing and, and PTFE products. Good deal. Well, so let's talk about uh, compression packing. To start off the podcast, what is compression packing? That's a great question to start with. You know, compression packing, it's a seal and it reduces leakage between moving and stationary parts. So compression packing is used in pumps, valves, blowers, mixers, and a host of other equipment. It's one of several types of technologies used for sealing purposes. So when you're looking for the right sealing op- option for your, for your application, you, know, you have choices between mechanical seals, double seals, tandem seals, cartridge seals, lip seals and also compression packing. Compression packing happens to be one of the oldest types of seals having its origins in the marine industry. It was originally used to limit the leakage between a ship's rudder and the shaft that connects the rudder to the ship's tiller. This connection typically breaches the ship's hull, so sailors would pack rope or cloth around the shaft to limit water from from leaking in. Um, Jump ahead several decades and compression packing has become quite advanced since this original design. Compression packing does get its name from the fact that to create an effective seal, it must be squeezed between the throat of the stuffing box and the gland. Under these conditions, the packing flows outward to seal against the bore of the stuffing box and inward to seal against the moving shaft or rod. Compression packing requires adjustment to compensate for wear and loss of volume over time And this type of packing is found mainly in rotary or centrifugal service and valve stems. Under certain conditions, compression packing is also used on reciprocating applications, but reciprocating motion is primarily handled by the automatic type of packing. For some pump designs, the packings are not only a sealing device, but they additionally provide a engineered load bearing device for the shaft. Compression packing is braided or formed material that is compressed into the stuffing box. The type of product being controlled by a pump or a valve determines the type of braiding material used, the type of braid used, and the type of lubricant used. As an example, one would use a very different type of packing for slurry pumps than one would use for high pressure valves 
or even applications requiring FDA compliance. Okay, Don, so what are the current market trends here? Well, in particular for pumps, the trend in the market is to use mechanical seals. So the industry has been moving away from compression packing and there are trade-offs with, with each choice. Compression packing, for example, is designed to leak. And so for applications where leakage is not acceptable, one would logically choose some form of mechanical seal. Uh, compression packing is also one of the most economical choices for sealing. So when, when cost is a primary concern, compression packing may be the right choice. Another time compression packing may be preferred is when you can't afford a catastrophic failure. So if a mechanical seal fails on a pump, it typically will take your pump out of commission. If compression packing is simply leaking too much, you have the option to just tighten the gland, follow uh, the gland follower to reduce this and the pump can continue to run. Valves typically do not use mechanical seals. So most use compression packing or die formed rings made of compressed foil or rings molded from Teflon for valves. The important takeaway is that there are multiple options for sealing rotating equipment and the operational criteria along with the end user's economic criteria will typically point you in the right direction. And now a word from our sponsor. John Crane is a global leader in rotating equipment solutions, supplying engineered technologies and services to process industries. The company designs and manufactures a variety of products, including mechanical seals and systems, couplings, filtration systems, and predictive digital monitoring technologies. John Crane customer service is accessed through a global network of more than 200 sales and service facilities in over 50 countries. Visit John Crane on the web at johncrane.com. That's J-O-H-N-C-R-A-N-E.com. Now we will return you back to the podcast. What are the types of packing? Well, when you think about types of packing, it can be categorized by the method of construction, the materials used, and even the application. So the most common construction form of compression packing is the braid. The interwoven braid offers the most strength. The number of strands used to make that braid determines the strength as well. The plated braid uses fewer strands and is you know, generally a looser braid, not as strong as the interwoven braid. This is then cut into rings for installation in pumps, valves, mixers, and a host of other equipment. This form will deform and take shape in the stuffing box to fill any incongruities. Compression packing generally contains lubricants when they are used in high-speed equipment where frictional heat is generated. Lubricants provide resiliency that allows the packing to deform and recover under slight mechanical deficiencies such as shaft movement. They may also provide interfiber lubricity that reduces frictional heat and acts as a fluid barrier by closing the voids in the braid. Packing lubricants can be lost by being squeezed out mechanically. Uh, they can be melted at high temperatures or they can be dissolved by reacting chemically with the media being pumped. The loss of volume occupied by the lubricant in some cases can be as high as 40% and this forces frequent retightening of the packing. Uh, this can produce a lifeless mass of abrasive fibers and can result in drastic shaft or sleeve wear. So selecting the correct packing and the correct lubricant will ensure longer life of your packing. Okay. Are there any other methods of construction here? Yes, in particular, um, 
when packing is not able to meet the operational requirements, uh, one can use what's called compressed ribbon foil. This is often made of carbon graphite, and then it's formed into die-formed rings. So this type is often used for high pressure and high temperature applications. Uh, but you can also have rings that are formed out of PTFE, which is known by its trade name as Teflon. And these are typically molded to produce V-shaped rings that provide effective sealing in both valves and rotational equipment. PTFE rings with angular shapes such as wedges, cups, and cones compensate for any shaft or stem deflection. These are used in lower pressure and temperature applications. In addition, there's a wide variety of metallic foils in twisted or wrapped form that are used. Foils are often used in extreme abrasive, corrosive, pressure, temperature, and viscous conditions. Okay, Don, so what are some reasons there could be a failure in compression packing and how can you avoid that? Great, so I think, um, you know, because it's compression packing, uh, some folks when they install it just put the gland follower in and compress it, but the proper installation of the rings will help in avoiding earlier fa early failures of compression packing. So when installing packing rings, they need to be seated one at a time. Uh, this means, for example, if you're using a five ring set on a pump, you put the first packing ring around the shaft and into the stuffing box, and then you tamp it down using a solid bushing. And then you repeat this for each of the additional packing rings. And this simple act of tamping down the rings one at a time ensures that all the rings are properly seated and an even uniform compression when the gland follower is tightened. The gland follower should only insert one eighth to three sixteenths of an inch into the stuffing box. The portion of the gland remaining outside of the stuffing box should be about the, the, the length of one cross section of the packing for future gland tightening. And the reason for this is that if it is excessively long, you can get into a situation where you over tighten the packing. Uh, the next step then is to really allow the pump to run slowly with ample leakage to ensure that all the rings in the stuffing box are being properly lubricated. The gland follower should then be adjusted in small increments until the leakage rate is about 60 drops per minute. And this drip rate will vary based on several factors, but will typically wind up being between 30 and 60 drips per minute. And as a rule of thumb, you should adjust for about eight to 10 drops per minute for each inch of shaft diameter. And that basically means for a two inch shaft, you should have about 16 to 20 drips per minute. Conventional packing for pump applications are intended to throttle or restrict leakage, not stop it completely. So packing must leak for lubrication and heat removal. After a packing set is worn out, with the gland no longer being able to be adjusted, the entire set must be replaced. So what are some of the top causes for early packing failure? Well, the number one cause is over-tightening at installation or during operation. If the rings are over-tightened, it will restrict the flow of flush. Over-tightening can also squeeze out the lubricants, which may have been used in the making of the packing ring. Um, if this happens, the packing rings will overheat and dry out, and this can cause the packing rings to burn and lose construction integrity as the shaft rotates. The second cause of early packing failure is improper seating of the packing rings in the stuffing box. So incorrect packing installation will lead to excessive wear and excessive leakage. A third cause of packing failure is adding rings to an existing set when the gland follower can no longer be tightened. 
At this point, the entire ring set, and if you're using a lantern ring, should be replaced. If not, a lantern ring will be moved out of position and not allow for proper flushing. And in addition, the innermost ring can be forced below the stuffing box and cause excessive wear on the shaft. To operate effectively, packing rings must be installed and maintained properly and definitely their intention understood. So what do we need to know about flush injection and lantern rings? Flush injections are used to cool and clean the packing arrangement when the characteristics of the fluid pumped are not well suited to good packing performance. Uh, proper use of flush water in a pump packing installation is vital to the sealing success. <clears throat> Perhaps the most common characteristic are the presence of abrasives and in other cases, pH extremes. The flush fluid injected into the shaft at a higher pressure than the pump fluid will force abrasive acids and alkalize away from the packing. The flush fluid must also be compatible with the fluid being pumped because some of that will enter into the um, uh, pump stream. Using a lantern ring, that provides a path for the flush fluid to reach the shaft. For correct performance, the lantern ring must lie within the injection port. Lantern rings that are out of positions are typically due to incorrect installation or the practice of installing additional packing rings into the stuffing box beyond the original engineering requirements. Lantern rings are either solid, meaning they're endless, so they slide over the shaft, or they're split so that they can be installed over the shaft. Split lantern rings separate for removal and installation, and lantern rings have a loose inside and outside diameter fit. They're typically equal to about one and a half times the uh, packing cross-section size. Okay, Don, so uh, what types of selection criteria should there be? Well, there's several key elements to be considered when you're selecting packing. First, you know, what's the type of equipment that is being used on and what is the media being handled? Is it clean or abrasive? What is the pH level? Can dilution be tolerated? Compression packing has an operational pH range that must be compatible with the fluid being handled. Abrasive applications require packing that will withstand the abrasive nature of the fluid. Second, is the equipment in good condition? Uh, for rotating equipment, what is the shaft speed? What are the stuffing box dimensions? Uh, the third thing to consider is, you know, what are the operating conditions? What's the ambient temperature? What's the internal temperature range? And finally, what is the pressure that the packing must withstand to operate? So let's consider slurry pumps. A slurry pump is designed for moving liquid containing solid particles. These particles are abrasive and the packing selected will need to, to withstand this abrasive material. So aramid, meta-aramid, and polyemide fibers are well suited for these applications. One type of aramid fiber goes by DuPont's brand name Kevlar. And this type of compression packing is often created with a PTFE dispersion, given the final product more lubricity. The, these slurry applications will typically use a lantern ring to help keep the abrasive material out of the stuffing box. And slurry pumps can be found in several industries, including mining, pulp and paper, and dredging. Okay. Well, what should we consider in industries such as oil and gas, food and beverage, and even with old pumps? Sure. So um, if you take a look at the oil and gas industry, um, 
typically for a refinery, you're going to find that there's approximately 30 valves for every pump out there. So let's focus on valves. Um, in that industry, you will come across some applications that are high pressure and temperature. In these applications, you would use the carbon graphite die formed rings. Uh, the reason is, is that these rings can operate in temperatures up to 850 degrees Fahrenheit and pressures up to 2000 PSI. Uh, for valve applications that are not used in high pressure and temperature applications, you can opt for the PTFE molded rings or compression packing made from flexible graphite. And flexible graphite also provides for excellent chemical compatibility. Uh, another application, uh, soot blowers are an integral part of boiler efficiency. So a soot blower blasts air, saturated steam or water to remove soot from the interior walls of boiler heating surfaces. Saturated steam is most widely used. Um, many of these are retractable and mounted on long rotary lances to enable them to traverse the, the furnace inter, internals and have multiple nozzles to clean at all angles. In this application, you encounter both rotational and axial movement of the shaft. So typically the packing ring sets used here consist of chevron style middle rings to accommodate both the rotational and reciprocating motion and the soot blower lance tubes. And then you'll have on each end male and female end rings to, to help conform to the stuffing box. Uh, another industry, for instance, uh, food and drug, um, you'll find that FDA compliance is a requirement. Uh, so compression packing in this industry is typically slide supplied with FDA compliant PTFE fibers with or without lubricants. And then finally, for very old pumps where neither a mechanical seal or compression packing will work effectively, injectable packing may be the best solution. This injectable packing, just as it sounds, is pumped into the stuffing box and forms around the shaft and housing. And the nice thing about injectable packing is that you can use more or inject more packing as needed without taking the pump out of commission. Uh, so the bottom line is that, is that there is often a compression packing designed for sealing in many applications in a variety of industries. And as we talked earlier, while the trend is to move toward mechanical seals for rotational equipment, there are solutions when packing is the correct choice over these alternatives. Um, I always su suggest that if you're in doubt, please contact a manufacturer of mechanical seals and compression to discuss the right range of suitable options for your application. All right. Well, that will wrap up this podcast on the basics of compression packing. Don Olson of John Crane, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Well, Drew, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about a, a product that I'm very passionate about. All right. And to let all of our listeners know, you can subscribe to the Pumps and Systems podcast on any platform such as Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review. You can also email me, the host, Drew Champlin, D-C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N at kahabamedia.com, C-A-H-A-B-A. M-E-D-I-A.com. Thanks to Don Olson of John Crane. Thanks to our sponsor, John Crane. Visit them on the web, johncrane.com. Till next time, thank you so much for listening.